Hello and welcome to the podcast version of the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor. Thank you for listening to this uh, podcast version. Uh, go below, check out the links uh, I have posted below, especially my friends at socialb.io. They are a social media management outfit and they are fantastic. Use them all the time. Check them out 14 days for free. And once you check them, I bet by day five, you'll want, you'll want to get them. I know I did. So check out socialb.io. All right, my friends, let's get started with this week's podcast of the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor on AWSM Radio. Now broadcasting from his hidden bunker and fully stocked bar, it is the Saturday Report with Colt Sebastian Taylor. Thank you and welcome once again, my friends, to the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, adventurer, entrepreneur, and amateur dentist reviewer. And welcome to AWSM Radio, an independent digital-only radio station that plays today's best music, old-school classics, along with a rotating cast of all-star DJs. AWSM Radio focuses on mainstream artists, independent artists, along with a variety of interesting talk and music shows throughout the day. All we do, my friends, is entertain, inspire, and inform. And I want to engage with you. I want you to be part of the conversation. So find me on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the Facebook, on the Cameo, on the Twitch, uh, on Anchor.fm at Colt S. Taylor, Anchor.fm, which carries the podcast version of this show, which you should, should subscribe to. And, of course, you can catch up on all of my other adventures at ColtSebastianTaylor.com. All right, my friends, let's get started with this week's Saturday Report. First up, a bit of bookkeeping. I have to give another shout-out to my dentist, Dr. Patel. Why you ask? Well, I had to go in this week because uh, I had a loose filling, and there was a bit of a concern that there was a deep cavity that I had to get, like, a root canal and a crown. However, with the skillful talents of Dr. Patel and her team, no root canal, no crown, cavity filled. Uh, they said they, She said that I might be sore for a day, maybe a week, because it's kind of a deep, dead, a little inflamed. Tell you what, next day, no problem whatsoever. Perfect, perfect dental appointment. So, shout out to my pal, Dr. Patel, and her fantastic team. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast version of the show, check the link below uh, in the post. Check her out. She's great. If you live in southeastern Pennsylvania, she's the dentist to go to. Uh, also, bit of bookkeeping, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm sure the thousands, if not billions of you do, you may notice I have been a little quiet since Sunday. Have I been out and about? On vacation? Busy? Nope, I was suspended for Twitter for seven days. Why, you ask? Well, I got reported by somebody. Uh, what was I doing that was so mean? Well, here's the thing, folks. Just, just so we're on the same page here. I have no time for transphobic, homophobic folks out there making their cheap little jokes and whatnot. So I tend to yell at them and call them various, various insulting names. Well, someone's feelings were hurt very, very badly. And so they felt like they could, you know, make, make fun and use various slurs against other people. So, uh, me calling them uh, POSs, fill in the blank, I got reported, and I appealed it to Twitter, and within two minutes, 
appeal denied, suspended for seven days. Yes, Twitter, uh, I believe named by GLAD as the most dangerous social media space for the L LGBTQ plus community, uh, the, the Hyundai Tucson of social media. Social media. So, uh, I spent this week unable to tweet, much to my dismay. Um, I would, however, I would, however, like to give a shout out to a few folks who, uh, well, specifically one person who always has some great content. And, um, uh, her name is Kaylin underscore TX. We're Twitter pals. She uh, dislikes homophobes and transphobes as much as I do. Although she didn't get, she never gets suspended. She's a little more, a little more level-headed than I am. I guess. I guess I just use too insulting language. But uh, uh, you should definitely follow, follow her. Give her a follow. K a y l a n underscore t x on Twitter. Tell her that Colt Sebastian Taylor sent you. But uh, anyways. Uh, if you listen to this on Saturday and Sunday, still not on there yet, but I'll be back Sunday night. So what have I been doing for this last week? Uh, well, I've just been blocking people. Blocking people left and right. Because um, apparently, if you block people on Twitter, that puts a strain on their system. And so, uh, I just went about blocking people. So, I guess, I guess from now on, I won't engage, folks. Or I'll just send them, like, memes rolling my eyes. Or I'll just block them. Well, I like to mute. If I'm if I can tweet, I'll mute. But if I'm, I'm suspended, I'll just block. I'll just block. 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 So, anyways, uh, Twitter, uh, big screw you for being a terribly run company. Yeah, you you're a bunch of jerks. First up this week is a story that uh, you know what you think you've had bad day. Imagine having kidney stones. Okay, maybe some of you have. But now imagine having the world's largest kidney stone. That's right. A kidney stone larger than a baseball was removed from a patient earlier this month in Sri Lanka, which, uh, for those who aren't much for geography, is an island nation off the coast of India. Uh, the patient was identified as a retired soldier, a 62-year-old Castus Conj. Uh, the doctor performed the surgery on June 1st at the Colombo Army Hospital in Sri Lanka, uh, Colombo being the um, capital of Sri Lanka, and uh, it was about the size of a grapefruit, and like I'm seeing a picture of the person holding it, he's holding it basically a baseball-sized kidney stone. Uh, it was then confirmed by the Guinness World Records as both the largest and the heaviest kidney stone ever extracted through surgery. The stone measured uh, 13.372 centimeters long, or more than 5.2 inches, close to the length of an iPhone Pro 4, 14 Pro. Uh, so if you're holding your iPhone in your hand right now, it was about that size. Uh, it weighed 801 grams, or about 1.76 pounds. Um, it, uh, images published by the Sri Lankan Army uh, show it being weighed and measured inside the operating room during the surgery. Uh, the Guinness World Book Records uh, confirmed there was the largest kidney stone and the heaviest, breaking previous records. The largest kidney stone in the world was found in, previously, the largest one in the world was found in India in 2004. It measured 13 centimeters, or about 5.1 inches. And then the heaviest 
kidney stone was in 2008 when that man measured 1.2 pounds. Not sure what it is in the southern part of Asia that has kidney stones, but, you know, maybe drink some more water, folks. Uh, according to the National Institute of Health, um, quote, a kidney stone is a solid, a pebble-like piece of material that can form in one or both of your kidneys when high levels of certain minerals are in your urine. If the stone is small, it can pass through the urinary tract without causing problems. When a stone is larger, symptoms can include pain in the backside, lower abdomen, groin, or blood in the urine. Uh, medical treatments for kidney stones usually involve breaking the stones into pieces, uh, if not complete removal. So, obviously, the size of the baseball, you can't pee that one out, so they had to do surgery. That was, that, boy, that, that guy must have been in a tremendous amount of pain. And I can't imagine that kidney functioning anymore. That feels like they would destroy a kidney. Uh, so, folks, listen. A little bit of advice. Never had kidney stones. Knew a few folks who did. Boy, howdy. They weren't happy. Uh, drink lots of water. Drink lots of water. You want to keep hydrated. Keep hydrated. So the minerals won't the minerals won't build up if you're drinking water. Next up, my friends, inflation. It's something that everyone is talking about and very few people even understand. But my friends, the, the culprit of inflation has been identified. It is Beyonce's fault. Yes, Queen Bee, Queen Bey, Beyonce is the cause of inflation. In Sweden... In the hospitality industry. I guess I should have led with that one. But, uh, yeah, so uh, this has been identified as a thing. But uh, Beyonce is going to kick off her tour in Stockholm, Sweden. And because the Swedish economy is a little bit weak and the currency is a little bit weak, uh, her tickets in that country are way cheaper than tickets to the United States or other places. And so her show's... Immediately sold out by her fans, collectively known as the Beehive. For Beehive? Beehive? I don't know. Um, but uh, according to uh, various uh, financial uh, folks, including the chief economic, economist, 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 yeah, economist at Danske Bank, the biggest bank in Denmark, uh, said that it led to a surge in hotel and restaurant prices in the area as tens of thousands of fans came to Stockholm for Beyonce's uh, concerts. Um, they contributed to a modest um, it contributed to a modest decline in overall inflation that had been inspected. Uh, annual consumer price inflation, apparently, in Stockholm um, eased to 9.7% from 10.5% the previous month, um, and uh, they protected a sharper slowdown. According to this economist, economic economic person, uh, quote, that's definitely not normal. Stars come here all the time, but we seldom see effects like this. Uh, Garn, this uh, guy from the bank, said that many fans traveled to Sweden for two sold-out concerts in the country as tickets were relatively cheaper than elsewhere and a very weak, quote-unquote, Swedish currency boosted their spending uh, power. Uh, some Beyonce fans told BuzzFeed in February they had snapped up tickets for the singer's sweetest concerts at a huge discount to her U.S. shows. 
quote, there are a limited number of hotels and accommodations in the Stockholm area, adding that hotels as far away as 31 miles from the capital uh, increased their prices as a result. Uh, however, after Beyonce leaves, hotel prices are expected to fall in June. Uh, but Bruce Springsteen is coming to play three shows uh, there in later in the month, which could put pressures on prices again, but that is unlikely. Quote, what we saw with Beyonce was a little bit special. And Beyonce really is a little bit special. Uh, so basically, uh, Beyonce went to Sweden and drove up the prices of everything in the hospitality uh, industry, like restaurants, hotels, because all of her Beehive fans came to watch her. So quite the impact on the economy in ye old Stockholm, a country I would love to see sometime. So, you know, maybe I'll do a remote, a remote there sometime. You know, if AWSM Radio sends me to Sweden, I'll definitely go there and do it. Moving along in other entertainment news, Ryan Reynolds, the star of Deadpool, owner of a soccer team, uh, and a gin company is now launching his own, his own channel and reading bedtime stories on a new show. Uh, yes, not a joke. That's what's happening. Uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, released a statement along with Fubo TV. Uh, said that it's going to premiere a new channel uh, called uh, Maximum Effort Channel. Maximum Effort is the name of his production company. Uh, the first project uh, will be Bedtime Stories with Ryan. Uh, the show is produced by Maximum Effort and Fubo in partnership with Art Class and Loon Productions and designed and made with Autodesk. Don't know what that means. It must be companies. Uh, bedtime Stories, quote, uh, bedtime, with War bedtime Stories with Ryan will see Reynolds, quote, read new and classic bedtime stories and attempt to soothe your mind and soul and also his own. Quote from Ryan Reynolds, we were so happy to create a program with the express goal of putting people to sleep. This show has actually been a dream of mine for a while. Storytime is a nighttime staple in our home and a daily reminder of the power of storytelling. We're extremely grateful to our always amazing partners at Autodesk for helping bring this show to life with a design and make platform. Uh, according to uh, Fubo Studios head Pamela Duckworth, Bedtime Story with Ryan is a magical mix of joy and relaxation. These may be legendary stories, but Ryan's voice and personality amplify each one, turning them into classics for a generation. Bedtime Story with Ryan is the perfect original show to kick off Maximum Effort Channel's programming slate of maximum comfort. Um, the first season will have 15 episodes. And uh, I'm sure they'll probably do a few more seasons if it turns out pretty well. Uh, the Maximum Effort channel as a whole, according to the press release, will feature, quote, original and classic TV and movies, as well as some surprising content breaks. Don't know what that means, but you know what? Ryan Rouse is a pretty talented guy. So, you know what? I would imagine whatever he has in mind, probably going to be fairly successful. Speaking of immense talent, my friends, my pal, DC has three shows here on AWSM Radio. I only have one. He's so talented, they gave him three. And uh, first up on Fridays at 9 p.m., it's DC Live. In effect, 
He is, as you well know, our in-house DJ, mixing it up every Friday night at 9 p.m. And then on Saturdays at 10 p.m., it's DC House Party Saturdays. I bring his freestyling DJing to the max. House Party Saturdays gives you all the manly vibe without actually having to cross Florida state lines. From the top clubs to the bars, DC will bring the party to you. And then on Sundays at 10 p.m., it's DC live in effect again. Uh, so, hey, you know what? You don't want to miss any of these shows. Fridays at 9, DC live in effect. Saturdays at 10, DC house party Saturdays. And then Sundays at 10 p.m., DC live in effect. Once again, only here, my friends, on AWSM Radio. That's it, my friends. In case you missed it, which uh, I sure did because I don't watch basketball, the NBA Finals concluded this week with the Denver Nuggets winning the title. That's right, the Denver Nuggets, the first time in their history which they won the championship uh, was this year, and they won it. They've been a basketball team since 1967, have never won a championship, uh, but now they have. They have won an NBA championship this year, 2023, defeating the, the Miami Heat uh, four games to one this past week. Pretty incredible stuff. Uh, pretty dominant, actually. Very dominant, uh, uh, very dominant uh, action there. Why not? The um, Miami Heat uh, has won three championships in its past: uh, 2006, 2012, and 2013. Uh, seven conference titles, 16 divisional titles. Whereas the Denver Nuggets have only won one conference title uh, this year, and uh, 12 division titles. Two when they were in the ABA. Uh, before they merged the NBA and then 10 more times with the NBA. But uh, the Denver Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets have won this year's NBA championship. Congratulations to the Denver, Nug Denver Nuggets. Uh, will I be watching basketball next year? Nope. But for some people out there, this is a big deal. And maybe they won some money. I don't know. But anyways, in the NBA Finals, the Denver Nuggets defeat the Miami Heat four games to one. In other sports news, and a sport that I don't really follow, the NHL had their Stanley Cup Finals, their championship game, and guess what? It was the Florida Panthers versus the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, don't know who those teams are? I don't blame you. I didn't know who they were either because I don't follow hockey all that well. The Florida Panthers are from, uh, from Miami. Uh, they were founded in 1993, and the Vegas Golden Knights, obviously in Las Vegas, uh, only started 2017. And guess what, folks? Guess what? The Vegas Golden Knights won! They won! They won their first championship, have only been in playing, playing hockey for six years, and they already won, already won, their game. Pretty amazing, pretty amazing thing. Uh, also, fun fact, the Florida Panthers, the second Florida team to lose a major championship in five games on consecutive days uh, as the Miami, Miami Heat, as I just mentioned, lost their game to the Denver Nuggets. Uh, so this game also went five games uh, as well. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights took game one and two. Florida Panthers took game three. And then the Golden Knights took games four and five. Uh, so, uh, pretty amazing. Pretty amazing there. Haven't been a team for less than six years. Las Vegas already has 
a title. Already has a title. Um, the Florida Panthers have no Stanley Cups. Uh, the conference, two conference championships, a President's Trophy, and then three divisional championships. The Vegas Golden Knights uh, obviously have one Stanley Cup, uh, two conference championships, no President's Trophy, and three divisional championships. So uh, congratulations to the Las Vegas Golden Knights. They're the new top, top team in the NHL. Well, my friends, since I'm talking about sports, I might as well tell you about our two sports shows we have here on AWSM Radio. First up, it's To the Rack with Mac. To the Rack with Mac is your go-to spot for all things basketball, even in the offseason. Join NBA expert Mac Daddy as he brings you a full hour of high-flying hoops expertise. Uh, so tune in Wednesdays, Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. for that. Uh, Wednesdays at 10 p.m. It's What's Going On? What's going on is our Fox Sports affiliate show providing listeners with over 150 combined years of sports knowledge. Hosted by Nate Brown and his crew, they are a staple of Western New York sports for the past two decades. And now, they're national, and we've got them here. That's Wednesdays at 10 p.m. So just to review, Wednesdays at 9 p.m., To the Rack with Mac. Uh, Wednesdays at 10 p.m., What's Going On? Only here, my friends, on AWSM radio. Moving along to some sad news. Actor Treat Williams passed away this week at the age of 71 after a motorcycle accident up in Vermont. Um, he was uh, struck by a um, uh, he was struck by a 2008 Honda Element uh, on his way. The car was going to a repair shop and the repair shop guy also knew Treat Williams um, but, uh, you know, rest of him, he was conscious and verbal when, after he got hit by the car, was thrown about 15 feet, uh, ambulance got there, they called 911, uh, they were able to get him to the hospital, airlifted him, however, his injuries were too critical, and he did pass away, unfortunately, this week at the age of 71, um, did the best that they could. But uh, unfortunately, 71, getting hit by a car, it's very hard to, uh, to, to deal with that. Uh, according to uh, Barry McPherson, McPherson, Williams, aged in 50 years, they, he confirmed the death to People Magazine, saying he was killed this afternoon. I'm just devastated. He was the nicest guy. He was so talented. So, uh, Treat Williams... Uh, he's been in a was in a ton of movies, a a ton of movies, um, uh, from uh, from 1975. He has one movie to be released here uh, sometime soon. Just just some highlights of his movies he's been in. He was in um, uh, The Eagle Has Landed, Hair, 1941, uh, The Pursuit of D.B. Cooper, Once Upon a Time in America, Flashpoint, uh, let me just say on the movies, uh, Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead, it's a classic movie, uh, he was in two Substitute movies, The Substitute 2 and The Substitute 3, um, he was in Miss Congeniality, Armed and Fabulous, uh, as well as 127 Hours, uh, Deadfall, The Congressman, uh, Run, Hide and Fight, Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square in 2020. He was also in a bunch of television uh, series. 
some place somewhere he was the main in the main cast was uh, Good Advice. Uh, Everwood. He was in the main cast for four seasons, nominated for some awards in that one as well. Uh, Heartland, uh, Against the Wall, White Collar, Chicago Fire, uh, Chesapeake Shores, uh, Blue Bloods. Uh, he was in that one as well. And he did a, lot, did a lot of theater too. He was a very, very talented person in a ton of movies. I guarantee you, guarantee you that um, he would... Um, he, you saw, you probably saw him in this, um, in in one of a, in a movie and whatnot, in a movie. So, uh, unfortunately, Treat Williams, acclaimed actor, talented actor, Hollywood nice guy, uh, passed away this, uh, this, uh, this week at the age of seventy-one. Uh, had two children. Was married to Pam Van Sant since nineteen eighty-eight. Uh, but passed away in the hospital in Al Albany, New York, this week after being airlifted there after a motorcycle accident in Vermont. Uh, I would have to say, folks, if you're going to rent a classic, classic Treat Williams uh, movie, I would highly suggest uh, Once Upon a Time in America, Flashpoint, 1941, Hair. Um, yeah. Also, fun fact, he also has an uncredited cameo in the Empire Strikes Back, yes, that's right. Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, when they were filming the movie, he was hang he was in the area. Uh, he knew some of the actors and uh, Steven Spielberg, and uh, decided just to swing by and say, "Hey, can I just like dress up in a uniform, be in the background in the movie?" And uh, they put him in there. They put him in there, and uh, Carrie Fisher. Had several uh, several photos with him hanging out on Echo Base and whatnot. Uh, I guess they were good friends or whatnot. But uh, yeah, I I don't remember him in the movie at all. But uh, anyways, uh, just just a fun little bit of trivia about the late great Treat Williams. Thanks, that my friends. Work. We all work, except if you're insanely rich like me. Not really. Still working on that. But um, everyone works, and lots of people have to commute to work. I mean, a lot of people didn't during COVID-19, but a lot of people now have to commute to work. Working from home, you know, isn't, isn't as, but as, not as big of a thing as it used to be. Well, one intern has a commute that I'm willing to bet that you probably don't do or wouldn't want to do. Um, she flies from South Carolina to Newark as part of her commute. That's right. She gets up at 3 a.m. to catch a flight from Charleston, South Kakalaki, to Newark every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Now, allow me to say that she only needs to go to the office one day a week. She works from home four days a week. She has to be in the office one day a week. It's part of a 10-week internship. And so she flies in Wednesday to be there in the office on Wednesday. You probably yourself, well, that seems really, really expensive. Well, so is rent in Newark and Manhattan. Uh, in Newark, in Newark, uh, apparently, uh, uh, rent, maybe not Newark, but uh, in the New York area, uh, rent is uh, at least $3,400 a month. A month. $3,000. Four hundred dollars 
a month, okay? Um, according to uh, the recent studies in April, the median cost of renting an apartment in Manhattan is $4,241, according to Douglas Element, a brokerage, and M Miller Samuel, an appraiser and consultant firm. So $4,200 a month, a month. She has a 10-week uh, internship, so that's like, you know, two and a half months. How much is a flight from Charleston to Newark? 100 bucks. $100 round-trip flight. Uh, she, of course, flies Spirit Airlines, which is dirt cheap and has awful customer service. Spirit and Frontier absolutely never fly them unless you're commuting, I guess, and, like, don't care about good service or being nickel and dimed and whatnot. So she doesn't, like, stay overnight. She just flies there, does her job, and then flies back. So she doesn't have, like, you know, probably carries a very small laptop carry-on, no luggage. Only, because if it was luggage, they charge you, like, another $75 for a piece of luggage. But a $100 flight, a $100 Uber ride, and about another $25 for food. So instead of spending $4,200 a month, for two and a half months to rent out a place in Manhattan, she's spending $2,250 total, 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 saving practically so much money. So much money. So much money. Uh, Salento claims that she'll be saving at least $2,000 this summer by doing this rather than living, working, and playing in New Jersey or New York. Uh, obviously, she's living at home, staying at her family's home in Charleston. Um, and at times, um, it's, I mean, hey, if you could do it, you should. You should, absolutely. Uh, so rent is at record highs in Manhattan, but also in Brooklyn, Queens, and Jersey City, also at record highs. So makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Now, she also has the flexibility to do it as well. Okay, uh, her employer lets her lets her do this. That you know she can only she, part of her job. She only has to be in there one day a week. Uh, the office is in Parsippany, New Jersey. Is that right? Probably not. And uh, it's not really happening in place. And uh, she only gets paid fifteen to twenty dollars an hour and whatnot. Um, which hey, internship is not a free internship, but twenty dollars an hour, you're not gonna get a forty two hundred dollar a month apartment. So. It is, uh, it is, it's, it's, it was actually makes a whole lot of sense, whole lot of sense. Now, I'm only talking about this because she posted on TikTok, talking about her airplane commute once a week, blew up, blew up on Twitter, or on TikTok, and uh, now that, you know, various other news organizations have done uh, stories about her and whatnot. Um, quote, I've grown up seeing the flexibility benefits that provides their lifestyle, so I didn't really think twice about super community in the summer. I understand why people were so shocked by my decision. Uh, the financial piece would definitely be shocking from an outside perspective. The fact that commuting is cheaper for me says a lot about the current cost of living and pressures young adults face when they enter the working world. You're right. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right there. Um, um, what's her name? Sophia. Sophia. You're absolutely right, Sophia. So, uh, the, 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 the job that she had, like, what, what job does she have where she only has to work one day a week 
there and four days at home. Well, it's for it's called Olivia Health. No idea what to do, but she is a corporate marketing intern and someone who does a lot of marketing. You don't need to be there in person five days a week. One day a week is probably all you need for something like that. So, hey, you know what, Sophia? Way to go. Good thinking. Um, pretty incredible. That's 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 using your head there, kiddo. Good good on you for saving the money. Don't blow it on spring break. Save it for like a car or like an investment, all right? Just spend spend wise, spend wise there. But you know or do what you want, just subscribe to my show. I think it's a fair trade. It's a fair trade. I think so. My friends, although Sophia uh only commutes one day a week to uh New Jersey uh, I bet that during that commute time, she is always listening to the rock sessions. I don't actually know this, but I'm just assuming. She seems like a hip person. And if she's a hip person like you, then you definitely have to listen to the rock sessions. The rock sessions is our drive time show here on AWSM Radio. Making sure your evening commute home is fun. Featuring the hottest music on the charts and some other surprises in between. Uh, my pal rocks, the lovely rocks, will make it rock. Rock style Monday. Through Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Only here, my friends, on AWSM Radio. Moving along, we go to Washington, D.C., where this week a group of Indian American uh, groups organized the first ever Hindu American Summit for political engagement at the U.S. Capitol this past week. Uh, Dr. Uh, Ramesh Japra, Japra Founder and chairman of the of America's American for Hindus said it was the first ever summit held for political engagement. Um, he further claimed that the Hindu Americans are being discriminated in the U.S., which is why the Dispara group thought of bringing all organizations together. Like I said, organized twenty organizations got together to talk about political engagement. Uh, quote: This is the first ever summit we are holding for political engagement. We've done a lot of great work in every field, but politically, we are way behind. We feel the Hindu Americans are being discriminated, and that's why we thought it was a good idea to bring all organizations together, uh, according to the California-based JAPRA told the ANI. Um, the purpose of this, uh, they're also going to form a Hindu, uh, Hindu caucus in Congress as well. Uh, the purpose of the caucus is not only to ensure that there is no hate against Hinduism, to ensure there is no bigotry, no discrimination towards the Hindu religion and those who practice the Hindu uh, religion. Uh, during the summit, uh, in the American congressman uh, Sherry uh, Thainadar um, planned to form, like I said, the Hindu caucus in the U.S. Congress that will bring like-minded lawmakers under one umbrella to ensure that there is no hate and bigotry against Hindus in the country. Quote, It is important that every person has the right to choose a religion, uh, pray to a God that he or she chooses without persecution, without discrimination, without hate, or for those who may choose not to pray to God, according to the congressman, who represents the 13th district uh, in Michigan. In Michigan. Uh, so, uh, that great, absolutely great to hear that. Uh, the caucus will be open to both members of Democratic Party and the Republican Party as well. Um, quote, uh, everyone is welcome. This is an inclusive caucus. This is a positive caucus, not a hate caucus. We are not against anybody. We are for all the people in improving the quality of life 
opportunities for all. That is uh, what we are going to focus on. Um, when asked about how far the caucus has progressed, the congressman said that it is in the early stages and they're inviting all members of Congress to join. So uh, that's great. So I watched a few of the clips there. Very positive uh, meeting of everyone. Um, getting together Hindu American groups across the country. There's a large uh, Hindu and Indian population in the United States, uh, which is what this station is uh, geared towards and whatnot. So uh, congratulations to all of the organizations that participated. Uh, I hope you get your footing in Congress and able to uh, accomplish the goals you set out to do. Changing gears in entertainment news, Pat Sajak. This week, the host of Wheel of Fortune saying he is retiring after this season. Uh, he is 76 years old. He's been hosting Wheel of Fortune since 1981, uh, becoming Guinness World Record holder for the longest career as a game a game show host for the same show. After 40-plus years, after the 41st season, he is uh, retiring at the end of this season. Which begs to differ. Will we have fortune end? No. There will be other hosts. But there's a lot of speculation of who those hosts will be. So some ideas floating out there. Uh, first off is uh, Vanna White. You know, she is the uh, letter lady for uh, Wheel of Fortune. Um, could, could take over and whatnot. Uh, she celebrated her 40th year with the show last December. And has uh, stepped in for Pat Sajak. In the past. Uh, next up, Maggie Sajak. Who's Maggie Sajak? Uh, she is the daughter of Pat Sajak. She debuted on Wheel of Fortune uh, as a one-year-old. Um, she has since stepped in as a letter turner uh, during uh, uh, Vanna White's temporary hosting stint and is a social media correspondent for the show in 2021. Uh, next up, going down the Whoopi Goldberg has expressed interest in the job on The View. Quote, I want the job, uh, she said on the show with Jeopardy's host Ken Jennings as a guest. I think it'd be lots of fun. Uh, Goldberg has game show experience, as you may remember. She was the center square on Hollywood Squares from 1998 to 2002. Uh, she's also been on The View since 2007. Another name being thrown around is Ryan Seacrest. He does so much. Who knows? Um, Seacrest has already been talking to the show's producers, apparently. And some people say that he is the frontrunner. He also got an endorsement from his former live co-host, Kelly Ripa, saying he'd be perfect for that. Uh, also in the mix is Wayne Brady. Um, Wayne Brady uh, is the host of Let's Make a Deal and Don't Forget the Lyrics. So he has host, he has host experience. Uh, he also made a special appearance on Wheel of Fortune's holiday episode back in 2003. Uh, also in the mix, LeVar Burton, yes, the host of Reading Rainbow, star of Star Trek Next Generations. Um, he was also in the mix for Jeopardy uh, before uh, Jennings was named permanent host, as well as Mayim uh, Bilek. Uh, he got a chance to guest host the show in 2021, but Will Fortune he could become the um, uh, could be uh, come the new host. And finally, long shot, long shot, but also Stephen A. Smith announced his interest in hosting the show 
Um, quote, I want to throw my name in the hat. Uh, he said on his podcast, the Stephen A. Smith Show, if Wheel of Fortune called me to ask, if Wheel of Fortune called to ask me to host a couple shows, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind hosting that show. And that, my friends, wraps up this week's Saturday Report with me, Cult Sebastian Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Remember, you can find me on the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram, the Counter Social, the Cameo at Cult as Taylor. Uh, catch the podcast version of this show, posted usually on Sundays at anchor.fm slash Taylor, and catch up on everything else at cultsebastiantaylor.com. Until next time, my friends, I'm Colt Sebastian Taylor, and I'll see you later. And once again, thank you so much, my friends, for listening to the podcast version of this Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor. Appreciate it. And remember, check out my friends at social uh, socialb.io, link in the post below, for all of your social media management needs. So, until next week, this has been, once again, the podcast version of the Saturday Report with me, Cole Sebastian Taylor, on AWSM Radio.